Well, tonight is our Emerge night. I love our Emerge nights. This is the night where we get to unleash our emerging speakers in our church. And our church is filled with young people, apprehended for the call of God. And man, the, the quality of our young people is amazing. I wish I was at the quality that these guys were at their age. They go above and beyond. And essentially, we're going to hear from three, three voices tonight and what God's doing in their world. And so I want you to encourage them as they share tonight. Let's get behind them. Let's cheer them on. <laughs> so our first speaker tonight is um, Emily. Uh, for those of you who don't know Emily, she is one of our amazing interns here at C3 Powerhouse. She serves on our youth team. Uh, her and I often have interesting discussions. Uh, I think she uses more words in a day than I use in a week. Uh, but that's one thing I love about her. That's one thing I love about her. She loves people. She's a ball of energy. She loves a good chat. So church, let's stand to our feet and welcome Emily as she comes and shares. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Pastor Josh. He's not wrong. It's, it's the truth. Um, Good night. How are we all? How are we doing? Thank you for having me up here tonight. I'm very excited to speak. Oh, sorry. Um, I have no clue. <laughs> anyway, um, I just wanted to, I would, yeah, take a seat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I'd like to just take a minute to honor my leaders, Isaac and Joelle. They unfortunately aren't here tonight, but they lead our youth ministry and they are just so passionate for our young people. They're just so encouraging. They just, their heart for God keeps me keeps me aligned, honestly, and they just encourage me every single day, and I wouldn't be where I am without them. So thank you, Isaac and Joel. I'm sure they'll hear it later. <laughs> so I'm a social girl, right? And let's say I met someone, for example, Danika. Danika's out of back. She was on band. She smashed it. And I know her personally. I don't know her personally, but I've heard of her, and we might have had a brief conversation, right? But she's pretty cool, and I think we would be good friends. So, like the social gal I am, I'm going to want to get to know her, and I'm going to want to hang out with her and hopefully be really good friends. But, so imagine, imagine, right, we go get coffee, and I don't ask her any questions. I don't look at her, totally avoid eye contact, and she's really trying hard to make conversation, and I'm just not putting in my part. And we just sit there in awkward silence for like an hour. Yeah, oh... She is not going to want to hang out with me ever again. And, you know, fair enough, I probably wouldn't want to hang out with me either. So, a quiet time is a place where you go to God as you are. You seek him in private, and you, and you form that relationship with him. <laughs> when you're spending time with a friend, Dernika, and you're building that relationship with them, you're putting in that time and effort to make conversation, to get to know them. And I'm, that's, it's the same with God. I don't, this is so stressful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and it's the same with God. We need to put in that effort. He wants to know us and he wants us to have that relationship with him. It's going to get there with consistency and consistently seeking out to know him and spend time with him. It's not going to happen overnight. So how can we maintain that relationship with God? Matthew 6, 6, but when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who sees you in secret. I'm not a morning person, and when I was around 15, I decided I needed to wake up early, 
around 5 a.m. before school. And I made the decision, I'm going to have my quiet time, eat a healthy brekkie, and exercise. And I was just going to be one of those people who had their life together. That was going to be me. And, you know, I would start and... I would start and I would wake up, go to read my Bible, and fall asleep while reading. So good. And I would... (laughs) It was really good. Or I would say, I'm just going to close my eyes for a couple seconds. Again, fall asleep. And I would miss my school bus or something crazy. And I wasn't going to start with a little bit and slowly make it a routine. I was going to be one of those people who just woke up and knew what they were doing. So, and like that was going to be my new life. I was going to be one of those people. So I would start with reading my Bible and it just wouldn't be going well. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why can't I get it right? Why can't I be consistent? But what I wasn't doing was involving God in my quiet time. Romans 12, 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be consistent in prayer. What does quiet time look like for me? For me, my quiet time is waking up and making the conscious decision to lay down my desires and prioritize God. Then after I hype myself up enough to get out of bed, I put a worship song on. I spend some time thanking God, welcoming his presence into my room. And then I pray. I start speaking in tongues. I stir my spirit. And I get into a mindset where I'm not talk, where I'm going to be thinking about other things like work or how warm my bed is. Like I'm getting into that mindset of being with God. I pray for my relationships, my leaders, my church. I also pray that God will reveal things in my life that aren't fruitful. And I also ask God to give me the tools to grow in areas of my life. But this might not be how you do your quiet time. And that's fine, because in the end, it's between you and God. It's about building your relationship with him and purposely being consistent. He is the one with you in that moment and no one else. I was waiting for someone to tell me how to do my quiet time. And then I was getting annoyed that I would wake up and just not be able to do it. And I would be annoyed that I didn't know how to pray and I didn't know how to read my Bible. Then I started to actually involve God in my quiet time by purposely seeking him and getting to know his voice. In Matthew 6, 33, it says, But first seek the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I needed to involve God. And by asking him and asking him to give me patience and diligence to actually come to a place where I'm reaching out, surrendering and admitting that I can't do it on my own. I need God's strengths in all areas of my life, including my quiet time. It was such a simple prayer, but I had such power behind it because it was from the heart, and and slowly God made that an area in my life that is now strong and consistent. But I was patient, and I had to put trust in God. Corinthians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I'm just going to pray. Lord, right now, I just thank you for every single person in this room, God. I just thank you that every day you're working in us to make our quiet time stronger in your name, Jesus. I just thank you that you give us patience, God. And when we reach out, you answer. You take our hand and you hear our prayers, God. And I just thank you and I lift you up right now. Amen. 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 That was so good. I love that. Well done, Emily. It's not easy getting up and sharing in front of people, but to push through and, and do it anyway, it takes courage. So well done, Em. And I, I just, I love what you shared. It's just, you know, don't fit, you know, if you don't fit into the normal mold of quiet time, that's completely fine. You can, you, 
God's a lot bigger than the mold. So you can, as long as you connect with God, figure out your rhythm and ask God to help you in that journey and be real with Him. So powerful. Come on, let's thank Emily right now for sharing. Hey, well, our, our next speaker is the, the mighty Liam Sarich. And uh, if you don't know who Liam is, he is one of our interns as well. He serves on our new people team. He helps look after all our new people, and he does a fantastic job with that. He's also a Brazilian jiu-jitsu master, so if you ever step out of line, he'll choke you out. Uh, but what I love about Liam is that he... Whatever he puts his mind to, he is completely passionate and focused about, and uh, one of those things is God, so I know he's going to share a great message tonight. So let's stand to our feet and welcome Liam as he comes and shares. been doing jiu-jitsu for like three months. <laughs> you guys may be seated. Awesome. Uh, before I begin... I'd like to honor two people in my life, and that's my amazing mum and dad. You! Amazing people in this house. Uh, they've been absolute rocks for me the past year, and have prayed for me and spoke life over me um, in some pretty rough times. Thank you for your prayers, practically everything you do for me, to make sure my head stays up and that I stay on the straight and narrow when I can't see it for myself. Uh, you guys are truly best friends with each other, and it's inspirational to me, and I want to have a marriage like yours one day. Uh, cool. So that was amazing, Emily. Thank you so much for just sharing that download. I'm going to be sharing around my personal devotion time too, how it's impacted my relationship with Jesus and the fruit of having this habit in my life. Over the last year, I've gotten to know the Lord in a way I've never known him. August last year, I was faced with a reality that I do not wish on anyone, and that's separation and eventual divorce. Up until this point in my life, if something happened and I was put in a situation that I didn't want to face emotionally and spiritually, I'd subconsciously escape it. Uh, and that was through drinking with friends that would lead me down bad roads. Many times, I'd been the leader of that uh, fun as well. When this happened, I wanted to drop everything and fall off the face of the earth and uh, drink myself basically into numbness so I didn't have to feel the pain. That was the first thought that came. But secondly, the second thought to what, what I was to do was to go into prayer. And so that's what I did. And I locked in every single day in prayer like I'd never prayed before. Looking back, uh, I believe as the trial was happening, God was using this to build a foundation of rock for the rest of my life, to build the rest of my life upon. In that place, I prayed prayers that said, God, even if my prayers aren't answered, I will not turn my back on you and worship idols this world has to offer ever again. Uh, my prayer, yeah, it was putting God in his true place in my life. And I'd never done that before. Even, even being saved a long time, there was always Jesus and something. Jesus and alcohol, Jesus and this little bit of fun that's when I needed to let some steam off. So it was tearing down all the high places that I probably never had and I maybe never would have. Um, I believe this was a, a turning moment in my life and now I consider God in every single thing I do. Within days of this happening, of the separation, I was talking with a very close friend of mine and felt the Lord tell me to give up alcohol. 
It was because of the grace on this person's life and how good the Lord has been to him in his surrender. This was something I had to do. I'm now one year and one month down and have no desire to ever drink again. Yeah. So I've gained so much in this year where it looks like I've lost it all. And I put it all down to prayer and being close to God to hear his voice. If I was to put prayer into one sentence, I'd describe it as knowing the reason you're alive and walking in that truth. We're created to be in relationship with the Lord. Not a far off, and if I try really hard, I can, appro- I can earn God's approval kind of relationship, but an intimate and loving relationship that has been given to us by grace through faith. I was introduced to a simple uh, method of prayer that I adopted and I loved uh, that follows a really simple acronym, and that's ACTS. So I'm going to go, and I've been using that for a couple of years now. It works really well for me. So I'll just run you through that. So A stands for adoration. Worship and honor and reverence is how we should position ourselves to approach the Lord. The thing about worship is it's what we're created to do. uh, If we're not worshiping God, we're going to be worshiping something. For example, money, dreams, or, you know, partying was, in in my case, just fun. Um, Or any other fleeting thing that this world tells you that uh, will bring you joy. Jesus is the only one who provides true joy, and we find that when we sit at his feet and minister to him. So C stands for confession. This one is owning the fact that we still sin and need forgiveness every single day. The posture of our hearts should be repentant, which the dictionary defines as expressing or feeling sincere regret and remorse, remorseful. If we are spending uh, daily time with the Holy Spirit, He is the one who convicts even the smallest things and brings our heart towards repentance. This is the process of sanctification, which means going on an incline like this to be more like Jesus every day. It's also an important thing to think about if there's anyone we need to forgive who has wronged us uh, and ask the Holy Spirit to help us forgive them if there is. The T stands for thankfulness. Uh, In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Having a thankful heart is important in every season and will take your eyes off what the enemy wants you to look at and direct you uh, to focus back on what God has done or is doing in your life. This is a game changer to remind yourself how blessed you are. So S stands for supplication. This is the part where you pray for people in your life, yourself, uh, people you're believing to be saved, healed, your circumstances, your family, or anything that directly or indirectly relates to you. John, thir- John 14, uh, verse 13 to 14 says, And whatever you do, ask in my name so that, my f- that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If it aligns with God's word and the, and the promises that he gives us, he will do it for you. He wants to bless you. Uh, in Isaiah 40, verse 31, this is re- leading into the last one here. Oh, no, we're just... This is leading into the last part of uh, my worship time, which is waiting on the Lord. So in Isaiah 40, verse 31, it says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's a great scripture. 
I always finish by sitting in silence and focusing on God. And if there's anything that he's saying in that moment, it is the time to soak and enjoy him and receive what he has for me in that moment. Uh, it's a place of gaining real strength, as it says in that scripture. Recently, I've been believing for a housemate, a man who believes in God and someone to be mates with. I've been really giving this to God in prayer and been getting pretty frustrated with it, to be honest. Um, I've met multiple people, some pretty interesting people. <laughs> Flatmates is a wild place. <laughs> um, and I began to get pretty discouraged about this and thought about, you know, just taking anyone and that I was being too picky with what I wanted. On Wednesday, I had a guy come around and, you know, we met and the Holy Spirit was so kind to us through that meeting, um, especially kind to me. I was really worried about making the wrong decision and, uh, yeah, through a set of circles, I just didn't want to make the wrong decision. Um, but he was so kind to me and after talking and conversing, I felt such a peace and a confirmation that he was the right one and we ended up moving, in the, moving him in that same night. He came to my connect, or my connect group and it's just amazing. And the amazing part, the awesome part about this whole thing is he was fasting, praying, and believing for breakthrough from a situation he was in too, and God knew, um, God knew this, and he was using our prayers to make our paths cross, and essentially, now we've, we are an answer to each other's prayers, uh, basically through each other, and God has made that come to pass. Just amazing. So I give God all the glory. So my brother Nico is sitting in the front there. Go and say hello to him after. <laughs> uh, something I've learned over the last uh, year as well is having a daily habit of prayers, being intentional about it. I'm a big believer of car prayer and have had many moments in worship where the Lord is speaking, I'm crying, and I'm trying not to crash the car. <laughs> Those, you, you've, you've been there. You will cry all the time, Josh. <laughs> Those moments are amazing, and I'll never stop praying in the car, but it will never stand in place of setting aside a time aside to seek God in private. When we honor God with our time, he faithfully rewards us. Matthew 6, 6 says, but when you go into your room, uh, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen, then your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. I love how the scripture says, when you pray. If you're feeling like the Christian life is hard, it doesn't make sense, or you've been fearing, feeling weary from a battle that isn't yours, uh, I encourage you to set aside time, some time each day to pray. I've found that spending uh, time with Jesus daily has been pivotal in helping me uh, turn my life around and give my life meaning. I'd like to close in prayer. Lord, I just pray as we go out the week, Father, that you draw us into the secret place. You draw us into a place of you where we would be able to be in prayer uh, learning about who you are and what you say about us and not what the world says, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this church, and I just pray a blessing and a protection over everyone as they go about their week. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Liam. Such a fantastic word, and yes, I do cry at everything. Um, not sure about the crashing car bit, though, but I do cry a lot, so... Um, but man, what a fantastic work. Congratulations on a year with no alcohol. And I just love that thought around what Liam is like in seasons where we might be grieving or in loss or seasons where we might feel like there's no hope, you know, not to just go to toxic things, but just to go to God in prayer 
And I believe that that was a message for some people in the room tonight. It's like you're in a season that where you connected with what Liam was feeling in his season a year ago. And you, you're thinking, oh, I should go do this. Or I'll go do that to cope. Don't do that. Don't do those things. Go to Jesus in prayer and he will move powerfully. Come on, let's thank Liam one more time. Well done. Well done. Well, our final speaker tonight, I'm very honored to introduce, is my lovely wife, Shekinah. Uh, and I love my wife. She's my best friend. We call, I call her the South African Thunder. She is the, she, uh, for those who do not know her, uh, she is uh, the young adult pastor in this church. She doesn't help me out. She's, she leads that area with me, does a fantastic job. And uh, I know you're going to be blessed tonight. So church, let's stand to our feet and welcome Shekinah Stop. Thank you. Hey church, how are we going tonight? Good. You guys may take your seats. Oh, how good did Liam and Emily did. You guys did amazing. Those were, you guys pretty much just said it all for me. You just said it all. I don't even need to be up here, but you guys did amazing. Well done. I just want to take some time to honor someone amazing, and that is Pastor Sharon. I want to honor you. If you don't know Pastor Sharon, she is an absolute joy to be around. She is full of faith. You are a prayer warrior. You love people and you have a heart of gold. We love you, Pastor Sharon, and we just, you are a blessing to us all. We want to honor you tonight. Thank you. I encourage you, church, get to know her. She is amazing. So like we've all heard tonight, we all have a different way of doing our devotionals. We all have a different revelation of what it means to seek God. And a devotion is actually just a time when we devote our time to seeking God and spending time with Him. I remember the day that God spoke to me about my devotional time, where He gave me a deeper revelation of what it means to truly seek Him and spend time with Him, where He gave me a deeper hunger to seek Him. When Josh and I got married, it was awesome. I was happy, but my life was different now and so was my routine. I had to learn how to be a wife. I had to learn how to share my space with my husband. And sadly, the first thing that started to go was my devotional time. This one morning, Josh and I went out early to get a coffee before he went to work. I came home, sat on the couch, had my phone in my hands, had my coffee in the other, and began to scroll through social media like I did most mornings. I know it's terrible. We're all guilty of that. But in that moment, God spoke to me and he said this, your love language is quality time, yet you love me, yet you spend no time with me. I know. Those words broke me, that my heavenly father was longing for me to spend time with him. And instead, I'm here on my phone, on social media, doing nothing. And I knew something had to change, that I had to start seeking him again. So I had to find time. I had to make the time for him. I had to put all distraction away. I had to block out time. I even had to put my phone away or even on flight mode. Who has to put their phone on flight mode? Just because for some reason, every time I'm doing my devotionals, people are trying to text me or get hold of me. So I have to put it away. You know, we all have time in our day to put God first. There is always time. We might think we are too busy, but there is time where we can put him first. First. 
1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9 to 11 says, Sing to Him, sing praises to Him, speak of all His wonders, glory in His holy name. Seek the Lord and His strength, seek His face continuously, longing to be in His presence. Seeking God isn't just a once-off or when I feel like it. It's a longing to be in His presence daily and making time for Him. It's putting Him first and above all. It's also giving Him room to move and to lead us in our time with Him. You know, God knows us better than we know ourselves. So we should let him lead us. We should let him have his way in our lives. You know, when Josh and I were believing for Abby, I would spend a lot of time in prayer and asking God for my miracle. This one day I went to have my devotional time and spent some time praying for breakthrough. And the more I would try to rise up in prayer, the more I felt something would just stop me. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, come and sit with me. And as I sat in his presence... I felt the Father's arms come around me. In that moment, I started to cry because God was doing something in my heart. You know, I didn't know at the time, but I was carrying some hurt. I was carrying some disappointment, some anger because God hadn't given my miracle yet. But the more I sat in his presence and the more I began to tell him what was in my heart and began to pour out the pain that I was feeling, he began to heal me. He began to give me hope. If it wasn't for me setting that time aside to seek him, I wouldn't have encountered the Father's love for me in that moment. You know, I have so many moments like that, encountering God in my quiet time. It's in those moments that we set aside to seek him, that we experience his love for us, his peace, where he gives us the strength that we need, where we see promises and revelations of who God has called us to be. It's in those sweet, sweet moments that we discover who God is and the heart of the Father. See, when it comes to having a devotional, it's not one size fits all. We're all different. You know, it doesn't matter where we do it in the morning, in the afternoon, or at night. We just need to put the time and seek Him. See, I had different seasons where I did morning, when I did afternoon, or when I did night. And depending on what season I am, depending even the way I changed my devotional. But I always would do these things. I would always praise and worship him. I always read my Bible and journal. I always thank him for his goodness. And I always would just wait on him. I love my devotional time with God. I don't want to do life without him. I need it. I love going into his presence daily. I love the downloads God gives me, the words he whispers to me. There is nothing like his presence. Psalm 63, verse 3 to 4. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I'll lift up my hands. Seeking God, glorifying him, lifting my hands is something that I get to do every day. And it is amazing. I never regret spending time with God daily. If anything, I walked more away in awe of who he is, more happy, more hopeful and ready for what the day has. So I'm believing there's two types of people here tonight that God is speaking to. I believe God is speaking to maybe some of us who doesn't have a devotional time yet or doesn't know where to quite start. I just encourage you, just set a time, start off small, whether it's five or 10 minutes a day and seek him. And slowly increase and watch God, watch what God's going to do in your life. It's going to be amazing. And second, I also believe there's some people, yeah, you maybe do have a devotional time, but it's so structured and you haven't given God room to move and lead. I just encourage you, give God permission to move, to lead. You know, he knows what you need in that time. And I encourage you, you're not going to regret it. 
I just love us for just to close our eyes right now and just pray for you. If you are one of those two people that I was speaking about, that you don't have a devotional time or your prayer life is structured and you need to give God more room, I just love for you to raise your hands and I'll just pray for you in this moment. Yes, Lord God, I just thank you, Lord God, that you see every hand raised right now, Lord God, that you see, Lord. I just thank you, Lord God, that you desire that every single one of us, Lord God, will have a relationship with you, Lord God, that we'll be longing to spend time in your presence, Lord God. I just pray, Lord God, as we set time aside to seek you, Lord, that we are going to encounter you, Lord, that you're going to give us revelations, promises, downloads, Lord God. I just pray, Lord God, that your presence will be so strong in those moments, Lord God. And we just pray right now, Lord God, for every person, Lord God, that there will be a hunger, a deeper hunger to seek you, a deeper hunger for your presence, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord God, that we won't be the same, Lord, that as we draw closer to you, you're going to draw closer to us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So church, I just encourage you tonight, let's continuously be seeking God in our day to day. And let's make time for those moments where we can encounter him daily. Thank you.